Welcome to the Parkview Church Training Podcast, where we equip you to glorify God by making disciples of Jesus Christ. If you'd like to learn more about Parkview or give to our ministry, please visit parkviewchurch.org. Hello, Parkview. This is Thomas Hoke. I'm one of your pastors here, and uh, welcome to the training podcast. This week, we are going to meet one of the elders of Parkview Church, and I'm pleased to be joined by Josh Reckmer. Josh has been an elder for how long? Um, just about two years now. Just about two yeah. years, going for another... And seeking uh, um, another two-year term. That's right, another appointment. Yeah. Two-year appointment, if you guys don't know, that's how our elder, uh, whatever you call it, appointments work, is there two years, can reapply every every two years. There's not a limit necessarily, but um, you do go through a similar process each time as far as being vetted and, and all those things and being presented to the congregation. So anyway, Josh, welcome. Well, thank you. Yeah, so glad, glad to, to have here. you. Um, one thing I really appreciate about Josh is that Josh, uh, doesn't just elder, you know, as if that were sort of a thing, just do that. Um, Josh serves in a number of areas around Parkview and has been super helpful, always available, always ready to serve. Um, you serve with children's ministry, right? You teach, is it launch? I'm, I'm not right now, but I've I've served in a a variety of areas. Yes. And launch kind of in a number of different age groups Mm -hmm. and Awana in the past. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one of the things I like about our elder board is it's not as if we have sort of a bunch of people who've all served in one ministry area. Uh, there really is sort of a variety of voices there coming in. So it's nice to have different ministry areas represented and men who are serving uh, faithfully outside of outside of the sort of decision-making shepherding board. Uh, so, Josh, we want to get to know you. All right. All right. <laughs> what would, what would you like to know? <laughs> it's weird. Okay. Well, Tell us about where you grew up. Where are you from? Sure. Um, I am an Iowa native. I grew up in Northeast Iowa in a, a town called Waverly. I mm. still have family there. It's Waverly is the home of Wartburg College. Nice place to grow up. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wartburg. Okay. So what was that like growing up there? Um, I was involved in a lot of sports, mm-hmm. um, a lot of things to do kind of related to the college. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it's it's a I, I would say it's kind of a, a very typical small Iowa town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get to do a, a bunch of different sports. Get to do. Yeah, I know it feels like in Iowa City, it's sort of you basically need to be an expert, Division One, whatever to to get on I the sports team. Feel less like of that, that growing up. Less but of yes, that. It's yeah. changing a little bit now yeah. with our kids these days. That's good. <laughs> That's good. That's good. A little different experience. Yeah, uh, and what ended up bringing you to Iowa City from there? Yeah, so I would say it's it was definitely our professional lives. Both mm-hmm. my wife and I um, are Iowa natives. Mm-hmm. We both grew up in Waverly, and mm-hmm. um, but our first careers after we graduated from college um, in Iowa took us out of state for about six years. Okay. So she had an opportunity to come back to the University of Iowa, mm-hmm. and I was looking for an opportunity and found um, a great fit. And I'm happy to say we're both still with the same organizations. Oh wow, um, cool! That we sought out twenty over twenty years ago. All right. Great, great. Well, area. Not many people can say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This tends to be a little bit of a transient area, but we've yeah. definitely found a great place to That's call good. home for all that time. That's good. That's good. Well, yeah. Well, on that note, tell us a little bit about your family, your sure. wife Molly, and all the. Yeah, the it, yeah. it definitely all starts with her, with my <laughs> amazing and lovely wife Molly. Uh, we've been married for over twenty-five years, mm-hmm. and have been blessed with five kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and really learning how to enjoy all the stages that that entails. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, 
you feel like you're chasing your tail a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but just a lot of fun with the activities, friends, mm-hmm. chaos, um, the milestones that that involves. But ultimately, really a blessing, and it's fun. Um, our kids now are between uh, 14 is the youngest, and mm-hmm. 23 is the oldest. Wow. Um, Gracie, our oldest at 23, graduated from Iowa State last year. And is right. now living in Flagstaff, Arizona, uh-huh. where she's working in local government advocating for sustainability. Mm-hmm. Um, she'll likely stay on there and continue her educational path, but loves the climate there, outdoors, adventure, mm-hmm. which I definitely This time of share. year, maybe especially. Yeah, <laughs> the sunshine is very, very good. Yeah. Our next is Sam, who is 21, and um, he will graduate from University of Iowa with degree in finance this year. Um, he uh, just became engaged in this past year, okay. so we're we're really excited Great. to welcome his fiance, yeah. Kate. Uh, we also have a Kate, um, yeah. But his his fiance, first, Kate, first wedding, getting one of the first wedding off. for our family. Yeah. And um, yeah, we're kind of thinking we need to our that our our large family should get a a wedding venue. <laughs> things we might have ahead of us but yeah it might save some yeah. money that way <laughs> but yeah but we're really excited yeah. for sam and for kate and the path they're on um mm-hmm. just how god's working in their lives um our next is hannah is 18 mm-hmm. studying elementary education at kirkwood um, she'll likely transfer either to you and i or mm-hmm. iowa but for now is there um is great with kids she's always smiling i think she'll be great teacher mm-hmm. but she's also a beautiful singer and has some artistic talent yeah. so she she's she's served part some of those up things. on stage right she has yeah. um, uh-huh. our, our daughter Kate who's 16 is the one who's probably been on stage more often oh, okay. than my wife Molly uh-huh. but um, she's a junior at Liberty High School mm-hmm. loves show choir and singing mm-hmm. uh, very gifted that way she's also um, likes volleyball and tennis she's participated in those cool. things and maybe we, she's telling us she has nursing in her future, so okay. we'll see. Okay. <clears throat> and last not, but not least, uh, Luke is 14 and an eighth grader at North Central here in North Liberty. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very, very sporty, very social, mm. um, like spending time with friends. He recently started a job this past year busing tables, so okay. he's happy to earn some Nice. Some where, is he, where is he at doing that? At Bluebird Cafe. Okay, that's a great place. So, yeah, actually... Yeah. One of our other kids just picked up a, a job there too. So okay, you might see Team him effort. <laughs> yeah, it was fun to see Luke. See you baptize Luke here this yeah, past year. Yeah, that was really special. Yeah, that yeah. was was great. I mean, that's one of the most rewarding things to see is your kids taking their making their faith their own. Yeah, and yeah, that was an awesome experience to do. Yeah, neat. Well, tell us uh, what do you do with your free time? <laughs> yeah. Well, when there is some, you know, a lot of it is spent around family and friends, mm-hmm. um, which is great. Uh, that's that's truly kind of, um, we love making memories. Mm-hmm. So traveling is a big part of that, mm-hmm. just doing fun things together. Um, I would say I like adventure in ways, mm-hmm. like, you know, finding, able to do things that push, the, push you a little bit, but okay. have some solitude and reflection. So okay. hiking, like to bike, um, you know, being outdoors just in general. Yeah. Um, I like to cook also cool. I like to draw. I that. So that's a little bit of my background. Yeah. Do a lot of cooking at home. Uh-huh. My kids still say they like what I make them. So that's, that's okay. good. That's good. But yeah. <laughs> that's good. Um, so on the drawing front, does that, does that bring you and then toward your profession yeah. a little bit? You know, yeah. There's some drawing involved there. Yeah. That is my day job. Yeah. Um, I'm an architect and 
my first uh, first career, I kind of explored all different types or all all ways around the built environment, like hands on things, doing building things as a in construction, landscaping, uh-huh. and um, my first degree was in community and regional planning, and I did that for a number of years. Uh, that, that's what took us to the southeast U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, worked for local governments in Florida and Tennessee, mm-hmm. and then decided to go back to architecture for architecture because I loved um, just the hands-on part of it of design. Mm-hmm. And it was a little, um, just love seeing things get built and design being realized. Mm-hmm. But um, a big part of I, I found what I do over the years is problem solving, um, bringing people together as a team, mm-hmm. um, collaborating. It's interesting because I'm always learning. Mm-hmm. There's always something new to learn mm-hmm. and definitely serving our clients and advocating for them. Um, and delivering for them is something that really drives me. There's very something missional about that that, yeah, um, yeah, just is what it, you enjoy, you know, makes it worthwhile to yeah. do each day. Yeah. Well, good leadership, wherever it's exerted, is uh, it serves the common good in, in a lot of different ways. So it's good to see you using those gifts in, in many places. And, you know, people might not know, uh, right now, Josh is helping us. We're sort of coming together with a church safety plan to sort of be prepared for different scenarios, on particularly on Sunday mornings that we have addressed and want to be prepared for. And I know one of the things Josh actually, just as we we're recording this, is showing how he was using his computer drawing skills to to produce some maps of our facilities mm-hmm. has been a really helpful thing. So using your faith at work and using your work <laughs> to help us here. So right. uh, hope, thankful for that. Um Josh, tell us, how did you become a Christian? Yeah, um, it's been a long path, and yet very simple and direct one. Mm. Um, I can recall the feeling um, I would have been probably about my youngest son's age, about 13 mm-hmm. or 14 in junior high, um, you know, in a, in a church retreat mm-hmm. where I felt the pull of God in my life. Um, I was blessed, you know, with a a loving, close, hardworking family, but mm-hmm. we went through challenging times. Um, had parents were divorced at a very mm-hmm. young age. Yeah. Um, did attend church regularly, mm-hmm. um, and I wish I could say it was a smooth upward trajectory from that time. But mm-hmm. um, it, where my living was always reflecting him, but but it wasn't. You know, I struggled personally, um, but the constant was really God was there for me. He was still He was patient and. You know, I could see now how he used people and circumstances and ultimately my, my wife mm. um, to pull me back closer to him, to mm. re- redirect me, my choices. Um, I would say it was really, you know, in post-college and college and post-college when he really started to get my attention in, mm. in ways that I needed. Um, at the beginning of marriage, when we kind of moved away and it was just my wife and I alone and kind of yeah. building a family where he really started working yeah. Um, and then, you know, I'm just constantly humbled at the gift that he gave me mm. so many years ago and how he chose to pursue me. Mm. You know, I see myself, you know, as an imperfect sinner, but he, he um, who stumbles, but he still pursues a relationship mm. with me yeah. and uses me in spite of those imperfections. But I just know that it's, it's not about me. It's about him. Mm. And I would say also part of my story, you know, he's used challenging and painful circumstances to pull me closer mm. to him. Um, 
one of one of the hardest things I, I think I've gone through in my life was the passing of my dad soon after we had moved here unexpectedly. He oh. was killed in a car accident, mm. and you know, in the year it it took time to go through that. Mm-hmm. And I would say I was really lucky to go through that with mm. men here at Parkview in yeah. small small group community um, to kind of process through that. But ultimately, you know, he really um, made me cherish the time I have with my family, calling me into being a better leader um, starting in the home. Mm. And again, I'll say I'm not perfect, but he's always given me something, a model to strive for and um, to stretch me and to grow me, refine me. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Well, Josh, what are you learning about Jesus right now? Yeah, so many, so many things. That's the great thing about his word is that it just always has something to teach us. But I would say it's how deep his heart is for his people, Mm. um, that he's with us. His plan isn't finished. Mm. Um, You know, he continually reinforces that he is my hope and stability in my life. Isaiah 43, 1 to 3 is is a verse kind of recently that I was reading that speaks to that but you know I, I we're a work in progress i am he's mm. continuing to refine me correct me direct me um and specifically to be wary of things that get between us idols mm. that can take any form or shape so little things i would say in my life you know that that um that i need to put in the proper context mm. and work at um you know, and, and I definitely want to be closer to him. So it's, it's a daily process to remove those things, to be on the right path mm-hmm. and, and using good discipline and focus to do that. Mm. Wonderful. Now tell me, I want to hear a little bit more about sort of your connections with Parkview. Sure. Uh, so you went from Waverly then to where was college? Remind me. Iowa State. Iowa University State, right. Undergraduate. Yep. And, and then. From and there, Florida, yep. Florida and Tennessee. We ended Tennessee. up around the Nashville, Tennessee area. Okay, beautiful area. Yeah, yeah, great place. And then back to Iowa City from there. Mm-hmm. Okay, and did you get connected to Parkview right away? Was there sort of a searching? Yeah, time that's, there. That's a, a great question. Again, uh, like so many things in my life, I owe it to my wife who did the uh-huh. research. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure Parkview had a great website at that time. Oh kind wow! Of ex- expanding on what the church was about. I, sure. I recall that as we were looking, you know, this, we, we found Parkview right away. We mm-hmm. came here soon after moving to the area yeah. and have been here ever since. Yeah. Around um, what year was 2002. That okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember it pretty well. Um, Those were kind of early days of the internet. Yes. Yeah. That's why I was kind of <laughs> struggling to make sure I'm pretty sure that our yeah. website was involved, yeah. but yeah, yeah, either way there was some, some, the message huh. was getting out. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny to think here we're doing podcasts and stuff now, and I'm kind of like, are we are we trying to do too much a little bit here? But it, as I look back, there's sort of a history of Parkview, kind of being on trying to be on the leading edge of kind yeah. of things and and connect with people in ways that are making sense. Never at the know time. how so, it might reach out to someone. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. So uh, mm-hmm. you you got involved. You're doing. Did you start doing kids ministry and stuff right away? Was that something that came later? I think the kids ministry came a little bit later, yeah. but um, I was in some early men's leadership and, uh-huh. and groups. And that's one thing I think I'm just so thankful to Parkview. And one of the reasons I wanted mm-hmm. to become an elder was mm-hmm. because of the investment I felt that the church and men and people yeah. um, have 
have um, invested in me and in our family. You yeah. know, I'm just I'm thankful. I can I can look back and see how God has used good and faithful people around us mm-hmm. in this through this church, um, and just have so much gratitude for that. Um, you know, to teach and stretch and challenge, yeah. to do life alongside each other. So yeah. I hope to do that too. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are there any? Uh, I want to see if we can do some honor time here. Are there any names that sort of come to mind that are still around that you would say had a had a big influence on you? Yeah, um, I would say first one of the first people we met, Steve Ratchke, in excellent, the, sure, in the um, the new new members uh-huh. class. Mm-hmm. Um, Gary Pierce was sure. um, a very influential person in getting talking me into one of those early uh-huh. groups. I mean, those were some of the very, very yeah. early days, and yeah. certainly kind of all all of the pastors and and leaders that have been a part of Parkview yeah. in some way. Yeah. Um, so many great men and groups. Um, so you know, it's just been a continual process. Yeah, seeing people step step up to lead. Yeah, that's cool. Well, what made you then want to go on to uh, consider becoming an elder? I think it was really just to serve. Um, mm-hmm. You know, our church has gone through some challenges in the past few years. Yeah. And, um, you know, God is speaking to me that, you know, it was my turn to step up to do mm-hmm. something about it, mm-hmm. um, to be involved. And, in, you know, in um, I felt I maybe brought a little different perspective and, it was just, you know, I was, you know, firstly very humbled to be asked to do it. Felt it's a tremendous honor to to be a part of the leadership, mm. and um, you know, something to take with great um, seriousness and, mm-hmm. and care um, for the congregation that's under, you know, that's affected by mm-hmm. the group's leadership. Yeah. What's been most memorable, sort of most meaningful for you in the in your time being an elder? Are there any sort of memories that have stuck around and things that you've had? Yeah, I think the times we get to know each other better, praying alongside, you know, kind of the intimate times, mm-hmm. um, hearing challenges, um, and just seeing seeing other men's heart for the Lord and to serve has just been really um, amazing, and just the wisdom. Mm-hmm. I feel like you know I. Sp- hoping I'm giving and serving as much as mm. I can. I'm just, it's, it's so amazing to kind of, though what, what I feel like I've learned and taken yeah. away from that yeah. involvement. So yeah. I hope it's a two way street. Yeah. Well, that's been, you know, if there is a theme so far, just, this is the second one of these I recorded, but uh, this and talking with other, you know, elders, it's I think it, it may feel at times for people like, well, we're just in a room making decisions, you know, almost, but, but, when I talk with the, with the men who are in that room and I ask what's, what's great about being an elder, the consistent drumbeat is the people. Yes. We love, we want to be with the people. We want to, you know, they say that the yeah. shepherds should smell like the sheep. We want to yep. be that. We want to, and that's, that's really the highlight is um, it's impossible to sort of, to, to be charged with making some of those choices that we have to make without being in people's lives and, yeah. and loving people and having yeah, them sense right. from I us. Yeah, that's right. I mean, so. we, we really want to know our congregation well, serve our congregation well. Um, be transparent about the things we're wrestling with yeah. and make decisions well. Um, you know, a great deal of thought and time go into those decisions. Um, yeah. But but like you said, it ultimately is about the people and um, knowing them well, kind of going through life's regular challenges, mm-hmm. trying to provide 
biblical and godly wisdom yeah. along the way to guide. That's right. So what do you see at Parkview right now that's encouraging you? <laughs> well, again, it's the people. It's the yeah. smiling faces. Um, just people continuing to take steps in forward in faith and growing with each other. Yeah. You know, as a church, we're definitely God's hands and feet. And life isn't without challenges. Mm-hmm. It's bumpy. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have a great group of people who care deeply, who are invested in God's word mm-hmm. and desire to serve. So just the the great heart of the people here. Yeah. Yeah. So as you've thought about kind of the season of life we're in, you know, as a, as a church, um, what's been a consistent, you know, prayer that you find yourself kind of returning to asking the Lord for right now? What do you sense that we need, need from the Lord right now? Um, for continued unity, for ongoing healing, you know, mm-hmm. every, everyone is in a slightly different place, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, just for, for community and ultimately reliance on, on God. Um, we we need to be continually looking to him. And, um, I think as long as we do that, we will weather through the adversity we've been through, Mm -hmm. we'll come through in a better place. We know that, um, you know, being refined, going through those challenges can produce great things if we allow it to and learn, Mm -hmm. learn along the way. Yeah. Is there any, any passage from the Bible you would sort of use to exhort us? During this time? Um, I would just say, you know, among a few other books I've got going right now, um, I've been reading Gentle and Lowly, which is, uh-huh. is a great book. I haven't yeah. gotten terribly far, but its focus is, you know, really on, on the cover is Matthew eleven twenty eight and 29, which says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And, you know, one of, the, one of the immediate takeaways that it reminds us is that he is accessible and approachable to mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. He longs to come alongside of us, whatever situation we're in. Mm. You know, this is saying, you know, when we're burdened, this isn't when times are going great. He yeah. wants to be there throughout it all. Yeah. And, and for me, and I, I know for many people, he gives us that rest, the stability, and the peace yeah. um, that we so desperately need. Yeah. Yeah, that's been, I know many people have expressed that to be a really helpful book. And yeah. actually we, it's funny that you mentioned it, this is an unplanned promotional moment. Uh-oh. All right. <laughs> Which is that uh, apparently someone was such a huge fan of that book that they reached out to whoever publishes it, Crossway or whatever, and said, hey, we want to we want to give you a million dollars. or I forget what the number was. I think wow. it was over a million dollars to just give away a ton of these books. And churches just had to say, we want some, you know. So we did. Yeah. <laughs> We've been looking for a way to use them. And um, what we're going to do is this summer, our community groups are going to shift to be sort of reading groups. And so we have a bunch of free books for people to use. So that's great. Uh, a perfect segue. It's a, it's a good, a good <laughs> to one that. to read. It is. Yeah. Very helpful. Very helpful. And I'm sure those who read it will say, wow, this has really influenced our pastors. We can hear all these things. Yeah. You guys are not as clever as we thought <laughs> before, but that's nothing new. Um, great. I totally with you on that. Um, Lastly, Josh, how can we all be praying for you? Sure. Um, I would say first and foremost to seek him daily. Um, I pray that for myself and for anyone, um, Mm -hmm. just to be in his word, you know, and for me to be in service to the church, to others, um, to give up selfish thinking, to continue working on things that might separate um, me from, from God. Because as I said, you know, he's ultimately our stability and hope. Yeah. Um, 
he's here for you and me, whatever struggle we're going through. And just a reminder, you know, it's, it's still in this post-COVID area. There's just a lot of loneliness out there mm-hmm. and being alone in things. You know, it's important to be in community and know that there are other people who are struggling through yeah. things probably very similar. Um, and I just I was reading a verse lately, Hebrews 13, 8 reminds us that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm. So if you're like me yeah. um, and you need that stability and hope and that reminder, <clears throat> we have to be wary. You know, our culture can point us in many different directions um, to look for something and distractions yeah. um, from our creator. That's right. Who planned all things and yeah. has great things planned for us. And so that that's a prayer. Yes. <laughs> a, long, a long way around that's, it. But yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing all that and yeah, and just you. for sharing a lot about yourself and your family, your passion for ministry and what it's been like to serve here. We're just thankful for you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I'm, I'm the thankful one, yes. Yes, great. Well, we'll be in prayer for you and um, we'll be back with another one of these sometime soon. So thanks for listening. <laughs>